0: This is a public service announcement from Jason Heine. Please change the filters in your air conditioning unit. It is summertime. It is effing hot. And those filters are getting clogged with dirt, dust, pet dander. Make sure to get out there and change your filters. I went to the Home Depot yesterday on the way home. And I put on my mask, you know, went in there. And I bought... Home Depot sells the 20 by 20 by 1 inch fiberglass filters and I bought 3 packs of them and they are in packs of 6 and our AC unit takes 2 so I got I got some for for uh, for a while which is great what we usually do is we take we take them down and I get the vacuum and I vacuum the grate and stuff and then I actually vacuum the dust out of the filter cuz usually it's not too bad you know you keep up with it it's wise to keep up with it because if you don't, you can have all kinds of problems with that. Um, with, the, with the air conditioning unit working extra hard, you can uh, have issues with, obviously, airflow, but with it being uh, cool on top of it. But also, it can freeze your Freon pipes out there when it's not getting enough air through it, and we can have issues, and then you have a whole whole bunch of problems. Keep up the maintenance on your AC unit if you're in a house or an apartment because they are so expensive, so expensive i'm part of this facebook group that's like in our neighborhood and i see people post a course during summertime and they're they're freaking out because they're like our ac unit stopped working or this and that and i feel bad because it's bound, it's going to happen to all of us there's there's no way around it it's like any electronics is going to break eventually and they're like we got a quote for like fifteen thousand dollars i'm like whoa like think about that for a second like, oh, you need a, u- a new unit. Like, whoa. like And they're like, well, that's way too expensive. Like, well, it's only usually supposed to be around ten grand i am like, oh. Oh, what a deal. 5000 off. That is some serious dough. Serious dough. So it's best if you can't always keep up on it. Um, go turn off the breaker and shut down uh, the breaker and turn the power off to the, to the unit on the side of your house if you're there. And also get a hose. Watch YouTube video on it. Get a hose. You can hose it off because that's sucking in air. And you want to make sure that your AC unit out there is uh, clean and clear and can flow. These are all uh, things to to look out for. Wow, this was totally random. Hey, welcome to the... <laughs> uh, we're going to... I'm going to just every once in a while, I'm going to throw in a couple of uh, 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 home home tips for you. Welcome to the Heine House uh, Home Remodeling and uh, Upkeep Podcast. I have no idea. Welcome to the home store. How about it? Uh, this is, uh, episode 62, I believe July 20th, 2020, it is nine thirty AM in the morning. I am just getting home from work and I am, uh, I, I slept, I slept a lot longer last or yesterday, right? I went to bed, I went to bed at like 11 AM and then I slept all, no, I went to bed at like ten thirty and I slept all the way till about nine. Yeah. Till about nine got up a, and I did that because I knew I was going to record the podcast when I got on from work. So I needed to be more awake and and lively. So I did that. But then after the show, I'm going to fucking crash. All right. Hey, thanks for tuning in gaming tech. We have all kinds of stuff. Teenager spends uh, $20,000 on Twitch. Wait, what? Yeah, it's real. Uh, Microsoft flight, Sim, Corsairs, touch bar, IQ, uh, Nintendo, Legos, Ubisoft's new game, Uh, animal droppings, news, uh, Microsoft news about discontinuing some consoles here, some Amazon stuff. Well, actually lots of Amazon stuff streaming now. What on Amazon? What? Uh, Twitter got hacked a whole bunch of cool. stuff. I actually have more tech news. I think this time than I did before last episode was heavily gaming. And now I think we have a lot more tech. Let's jump right in folks. Thank you so much. I have this new stream deck over here. Let's see if it works. Sure does. Great. Um, I want to shout out to all of the patrons here. Thank you so much for your support. Much love to you. Ground floor, main floor, game lofters. Folks, I just uploaded yesterday. I uploaded a, uh, a, two, a twofer. It's a two-in-one. It is a car vlog and after party all in one. If you're in that main floor and above, you're going to get access to that after party. Every month I go in and I talk more about specific details or things that are on my mind. It's a, it's a deeper dive into the conversation. We talk about the future of tech. computing and gaming. It was actually a really great conversation. And I encourage all of you. Five bucks a month is where it starts, boys. Boys! Main floor, game loft, ground floor, thank you. I appreciate you all. Um, And shout out. I put this up here because shout out to, we have a new patron. Thank you so much. Mr. Andrew Patterson. Andrew, I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your support and for being part of the Heine House crew. Let's jump in. Okay, so what is this shit? I put this up here first because actually, I pretty much just copied the entire article over because it is a whopper. It is a whopper. We got to talk about this. A teenager allegedly spends $20,000 of his parents' money on Twitch donations without them knowing. This was on Esports com is the website. And I basically, I wrote on here, I just basically copied it all over because it's a doozer. I, and I love how they start the article too. They basically just shit on this kid and Fortnite. They just shit on him right off the bat. They could have said a teenage boy. They could have said a teenage boy, right? They could have said a teenage gamer. They could have said anything. Here's how they, they started. They said a teenage Fortnite fan. Allegedly. That's how the article starts. A teenage... Teenage Fortnite fan. They just basically shit on him. Teenage Fortnite fan allegedly spends almost $20,000 in Twitch donations, bits, subscriptions last month without his parents' knowledge. The mother, who preferred to remain anonymous, yeah, I'll bet, to protect the identity of her son, I'm sure it will get out, told .esports.com that her teenage child charged $19,870. Let me get this right. $19,870.94 dollars 94 to a debit card between June 14th and June 30th. After several failed attempts at getting the money back, she turned to Reddit for advice and its wealth of collective knowledge, in quotes. The mother says those donations went to popular Twitch streamers like Tfue, Gorb, Ewoks TV, and Atlanta Falcons quarterback Kurt Benkert. And a player from the Miami Heat, Myers Leonard. So uh, they could have put he's a teenage sports fan. <laughs> but they put teenage Fortnite fans. Just shitting on Fortnite. Um, the mother shared a screen grab of her bank statement to Dot Esports, showing close to $20,000 in spending and several large transactions to Twitch. The son was given... Okay, I know. You're probably wondering, what in the fuck and how in hell? like this the son was given a debit card with a nominal balance to buy school lunches and other supplies the mother said he then began transferring money from his mother's account into his debit card account to pay for these transactions through online banking the mother believed okay here it is folks the mother believes her son might have seen her password while transferring money to his account uh, for successfully completing chores that he did She also says that she may have not logged out properly. When the son was confronted, her son knew he had spent a lot of money, but was shocked, in quotes, shocked when he saw the total. Yeah, he had no fucking idea. He had no idea. Mother says, since she only checked her account balance twice a month when paying bills, that's understandable, the mother didn't see transactions until it was too late. I contacted my bank as soon as I found out that they froze all of our accounts, and his debit card was canceled. She said, unless I press charges against my son, they will not help as this is considered friendly fraud. Yes, it is. The mother said she struggled to get through to Twitch and Amazon. She claims Twitch hasn't responded in over two weeks. And Amazon has told her to contact Twitch directly. She has reported, uh, she has resorted to sending registered mail to Twitch. Oh my God. To Twitch's CEO, Emmett Shear and Amazon's legal team, but the five, and she also has contacted the five streamers about getting some of the money back. And so far only Ben Kurt and Leonard, the two sports players have responded because they got shitloads of money. They don't care. According to the parent, ultimately here's the last paragraph. Ultimately, she said she bears a responsibility for the situation quote saying, I work too many hours and have not paid close enough attention to what he was doing online. She said, his internet knowledge is absolutely has absolutely surpassed mine my focus now is trying to figure out why he did it so that she can make sure that this one giant mistake will just be that in his life and i read this and i and i feel bad you know for the situation but also and i'm and i maybe maybe i'm just an asshole at this point but i mean you got to fucking watch your kids this is a really weird and twisted story and like i i feel bad for that situation however you have to watch your kids and that's you know you just don't know you don't know i can't even imagine i can't even imagine if i would would have done that back in the day i would still be grounded to this day <laughs> As a grown-ass adult, I would still be grounded. No, that's, that's terrible. And unfortunately, she, I, she still doesn't really seem to understand how this works. She's going to get nowhere with this. And it's unfortunate, but that's the reality of it. Her son did this willingly. This wasn't like some accident. He did this willingly. She, unfortunately, it was an accident, right? An accident, but he did it willingly. To her, it's an accident. It's not an accident. He did it on purpose. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. He transferred the money. You didn't log out of your account. He didn't he doesn't have your password. You saved your password, and he logged into it. That's what happened. All right? It's probably auto-saved. You know, and he logged in. He knew what he was doing. It's so it's so crazy. It's just a crazy article. And I feel, I I feel bad for the mom because she unfortunately has lost all of her money. Uh but uh yeah, that that kid, that that kid is something else, got to tell you. That's that's crazy. I don't even I don't know. I don't know what to say. That's insane. What an insane article, right? I feel bad she's trying to get a hold of Twitch and she's trying to get a hold of, you know, all these people. They're not going to do anything for you. Nothing. Friendly fraud. You're going to press charges against your son? Of course not. Oh, man. What a day. What a day to be alive. Gaming news. Uh, You can buy, if you're interested in Microsoft Flight Sim, which of course I am too, you can get it on 10 DVDs. Yeah. Are you wanting a physical copy? You can get that. 10 DVDs if you want. Microsoft Flight Sim 2020 comes out August 18th. Fans of the long running series in Europe will have a chance to buy the physical copy of the upcoming game. Usually, that wouldn't be a big deal, but Flight Sim is going to come on a whopping 10 discs. The package coming courtesy of a publisher named Aerosoft that struck a deal with Microsoft to distribute the game and its content. The 10 dual layer DVDs will contain approximately 90 gigs total of game assets, including all the textures models and planes featured in the game that's almost a hundred gigs of data that people won't have to download if they have a slow connection so that's really nice actually but i mean who has a disk drive anymore uh i do i do i always get a disk drive on my pcs um yeah uh no word if it's going to make it out of europe but as of right now it's exclusive to europe so very very cool for all of our european friends man that's man if you buy that, take a picture and send it to me. I want to see it. Hit me up at Discord with that. Um, yeah, yeah, very cool. Very cool. Uh, Corsair. A connoisseur. A a <laughs> Corsair reveals the $100 touch bar-like IQ Nexus for controlling your PC. What is this? Brand Corsair is launching a new peripheral to externalize some of your PC's functionality. The Corsair IQ Nexus is a long, thin screen that sits at the back top of your keyboard or on a desk. It connects to Corsair's IQ software and it enables you to see important stats about your computer's operations, like, like the touch bar does on Apple's MacBooks. You can also add touch buttons for achieving certain tasks and doing different tasks on the computer. The IQ Nexus is launching soon. It says for a hundred bucks. Um, the IQ Nexus can also work a lot like a stream deck, stream deck like this. I just got this one. There's one. I got a little mini one for over here, but so it works like a stream deck. Um, so that you can kind of simplify some things, but also show stats about um, computer usage or in-game things. And you know what? I really like this idea. I love this concept. I used to have an old Logitech G. What what was those old compu- um keyboards? I used. To, I actually still have a couple of them laying around. Uh, It's like a G5. Was it like a G500 or something? It was, oh my God, 15 years ago now, 14, 13 years ago now. Um, But they had a little LCD that would flip up on the Logitech keyboards. And I loved it because it would show, I could cycle. The button would cycle between CPU and RAM usage. It would cycle between, then we'd have a um, transport for like music controls and show what's playing in your music player, iTunes or whatever. And then another one was like game related. So you could actually switch that up. And that was really cool. I love that. So this is actually exciting. 100 bucks. I don't know. That seems a little spendy for what it is, but I still like the idea of it, especially if it's like a touch bar, touch screen. And this trailer I watched was really, really cool with it. I'm definitely interested. Mm. I'm drinking some... uh, I love this. It's Pog. Passion orange guava. It's so good. I love it in the morning. It's a great morning drink. When we were kids, <clears throat> my grandparents had a condo in Maui and we used to go to Hawaii like every year for free. It was amazing. And, you know, as a kid, I was just thinking, oh, cool, whatever. Like Now I'm like, holy shit. Like, I wish we could go back. Um, They've since passed on and we had to sell all the condos and stuff so we don't go anymore. But man, like we used to drink this fresh from, uh, from the nectar of Maui. And oh my gosh, it's so good. So I... I buy it in the cans and we we make it here at the house. It's pretty good. Very, very nice. Ah, Try it sometime. Passion orange guava. You can go to your supermarket and buy it. Um, Go into the back where all the juices, the milk and the juice and the creamer. It's back there with all the like lemonade and iced tea and stuff in the or Not the freezer. In the uh, refrigerator. You'll see it's a big, it's like an old school milk carton. And it's red and has this like little like pineapple dude in the front. It says Pog and you cannot miss it. It stands out like a sore thumb. Uh, buy some. Try it and let me know what you think of it. I love it. So good. Uh, yeah. So we'll see with that IQ, that Nexus. That looks pretty cool. Check it out. Go look online. You'll see it. It's pretty cool. Nintendo officially unveils the Lego NES console. Oh my goodness. Yes. So it originally was like rumored. Uh, this is kind of old news now, but. It was rumored like last week, people were like, wait, is this real? Like there were some screenshots It looked kind of fishy. And then Nintendo came out like two days later and was like, yeah, yeah, it's real, it's real. And Lego came and posted about it too. Um, yeah, it's really, really cool looking. Lego NES. I'm looking at the price here. Uh, it features the console comes with a buildable retro TV and the console retro TV featuring a 8-bit Mario figure with a scrolling screen, plus an action brick to scan with Lego Mario, the figure not included, find in the Lego Super Mario Starter Core set. If you're looking for that, it's number 71360. Yeah, I got you. Um, so he reacts to the on-screen enemies, obstacles, and power-ups, just like <laughs> the game. It's really cool. Um, yeah, they're saying it will launch August 1st, priced at $229.99. Whoa, hold the fuck on.
1: God damn son no, of a bitch.
2: God, please
0: no. I haven't no, no. I've sorry I had to just mash every button on the soundboard for that. Cause what? Two hundred and twenty nine dollars and two hundred and thirty dollars? Would you rather have that or a, a switch, basically? I mean, geez man. Two of the most expensive things ever made get-together are two of the most expensive brands who never who never cut prices on their shit. Dude, Lego has always been expensive. I remember I used to going to a drugstore uh, where I was born. Where I was born, in the hospital. No, no. where <laughs> I meant to say where I was raised. This drugstore where I was raised in Clackamas, Oregon called Payless. I know you think like Payless shoes, but no, it's like Payless drugstore. It's like called Rite Aid now or whatever, but it was pay less. And when you go in there, they have a small toy section and there was like Legos. And my mom would let me get like a Lego set once in a while. And they were like cheap, like $3 sets, right? They were like $3 sets. They're like, wow, cool. And three $3 in 1990. You know, that's, that's like, I don't know what, like 10 bucks. Like it'd be like a $10 Lego set today, which doesn't exist by the way. Um, but I would get home and I would open it up and I'd look and it'd basically be like a Lego guy, like the figure or like a car. And it's like, it's like a motorcycle. It's got two small wheels in like one brick. I'm like, what is this? And they're like, that's a motorcycle. I'm like, oh my God, it's not a motorcycle. But it was like three bucks. Crazy. So they were always expensive. Even back then, it's crazy. So I don't know. You guys, are you guys going to buy that? It looks so amazing too. You know, it does. Like I, I want it. I really do. I, I want it. <laughs> um, Ubisoft's hyperscape is now an open beta. Open beta for that. Ubisoft has announced that the open beta for the upcoming Battle Royale shooter, which looks really cool, by the way, Hyperscape, kicks off on PC today. And the company also shared a trailer for the beta and a new cinematic trailer detailing some of the game's story. Very cool. News came after part of Ubisoft's Ubisoft forward presentation that aired on Sunday. This was last Sunday. Hyperscape launched first. As a technical test, July 2nd, with Ubisoft giving access to some Twitch and YouTube creators so that they could stream the game and help pump it up. Launch was a huge success for that, and Hyperscape Rising went to the top of Twitch's charts that day in popularity. Very, very cool. It does look like a very futuristic, uh, fast uh, Battle Royale. looks nice. I know you say Battle Royale and everyone tunes out, but uh, I actually like that genre. I really do, and if they can just continue to try to evolve it and do right, we will be all right. Um, Nintendo opens up an official Animal Crossing Instagram account. What? It's Tom Nook? You want you want to go uh, hit up uh, Tom Crook on IG? You can. The new account promises to introduce island residents and their everyday life. Here's what's cool about this. Listen to this. The official Animal Crossing Twitter... Wait, why did I say Instagram? It says Twitter in here. Is it Twitter or Instagram? I thought it was Instagram. Okay, the official... Animal Crossing Instagram account can be pretty entertaining at times especially thanks to the fact that they're operated by the characters from the game. You know what I love this shit. I love when companies like um uh, what's what's um what's a really funny one like um like Planner's peanuts. All right, what what's the peanuts name Mr. Nut or something? Like the Instagram account or the Twitter is operated by Mr. Nut like he tweets out stuff like peanut related. And it's hilarious. Like Wendy's too. I don't think it's operated by like Wendy, but man, they're fucking social media savage. So funny. And I love these companies that do that. Like what's Kool-Aid doing? I want Kool-Aid man. Seriously. That would be funny. Every single response on Kool-Aid, which should be just, Oh yeah. Just, Oh yeah. That's all it should be was him like busting through shit, busting through walls, busting through windows, busting through doors, pantries, <clears throat> right? That would be so funny. Hey, where can I buy this flavor? Oh yeah. Just, you know, like, okay, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just, that's just me. I'm ridiculous, but it's so funny. So yeah. Anyway, check them out on Instagram and it's pretty funny. You can see some of the animals. I want to see what Ruald's going to do. He's the slayer. He's going to go in there He's be like lifting weights. He's the man. Xbox One X and Xbox One S Digital Edition will no longer be manufactured. Yep, it's real. It's coming to an end. Microsoft has announced that in the lead-up to the Series X, the company will cease production on the Xbox One X and S All Digital Edition. Standard Xbox S will also be manufactured and available for purchase. So, uh, yeah, if you want to get one, you better get it right now in a statement to IGN, which is where I got this article, as we ramp into the future of Xbox Series X, we're taking the natural step of stopping production on Xbox One X and Xbox One S, all digital edition. Can I just say, and they're talking about this article now, can I just say, the naming's got to stop. The naming of these consoles, man, And I got to give it to Sony for just keeping it fucking OG. PS1, PS2, PS3, PS4, PS5. Shut the fuck up. Man. Cheers to that. I'll have a sip to that. I mean, what the fuck is Bill Gates doing? (laughs) Just kidding. He's not even involved with it anymore. He's not even involved. I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, the naming is out of control. Like, If I'm getting a tongue twister saying it, all right, you, you lost me. You lost me. That's gaming. How about some tech stuff now? Yeah.
2: Stop it. Get some help. Get some help.
0: Amazon will let businesses use its Twitch streaming tech for live streams. We have some news and updates for Amazon with streaming then not on Twitch. Listen to this. We're starting to to see this migrate over into different areas. This is actually kind of exciting and At first, I was like laughing, like, come on, give me a break. And I started to read more into it. And then I started to think about it more. I kind of got excited. Let's talk about it. Amazon Web Services has announced a new product that will give businesses an easy way to integrate video live streams into their websites and apps. It's called Amazon Interactive Video Service, IVS, and it will allow brands and corporations to provide a more personalized experience for their audiences compared to YouTube and or Twitch live streams. Speaking of Twitch, IVS uses the same technology that powers Amazon-owned platform Twitch. They can personalize their streams to say, show any additional information, or to, or to enable a buy button where the specific products appear on screen, but IVS does all of the heavy lifting to make sure that the video will be viewable to anybody around the world with this special encoding. Even better, the service includes access to player SDK, which is the source, which makes integrating videos into your own website possible. Okay. I actually, okay, think about this for a second. I actually really, really like this. Think about you go to Amazon and you click on something, right? You click on something you want to see or buy possibly. And there is a little video feed of a live stream of the company themselves doing a live stream talking about their product right there, live. And if it's not live, maybe just recorded, like they had streamed it earlier. Maybe they're doing different things with their product, showing, let's just take a crock pot, because I love crock pot. It's really, it's really easy to cook with. A crock pot is the perfect situation, perfect solution to give to somebody who doesn't know how to cook. That's me. That's why I love it. You put all the shit in there, you put the top on, turn it on, you walk away for eight hours, you come back, you got a hot fucking plate. It's fantastic. Think about crock pot. Here's how this could work. You t- you go to you go to Amazon, you're like, I'm gonna look at a crock pot. There they are. It's the whole crock pot team. They're there, they're fucking cutting up meat, they're cutting up carrots, onions, they're sitting there talking about it. what we're gonna do. We're gonna make this, we're gonna put this and this, we're gonna fire it up. We're gonna we got we got 20 crock pots in this crock pot kitchen. And they're like, we're gonna make this and this, and then we're gonna just continue, we're gonna continue to cook and, and make food. They're trying it. They're showing it. Dude, that is amazing. Sign me up. Seriously, sign me up. And not only that, if you, I'm going to put this out there. What an opportunity. If you're out there and you're a business and you sell on Amazon and you have all this stuff, and you're looking for somebody to hook you up, to, to point you in the right direction, some, you need a, a, a live stream technical director for your product. You need somebody who understands audio and video somebody who understands live streaming? Are you looking to to take it to the next level? You want to set up some cameras? Maybe you want to set up an overhead can, look right in that crock pot. Mm, Yeah. You need some nice lavalier mics. You need some wireless mics. You need some shotgun mics. I would absolutely work for hire for that. I think that's a great opportunity for companies. And I think it's great for them to do that. But again... Don't half-ass that shit, folks. You get on there and you you make sure you do it right. I think that's really cool. Very cool. Now, speaking of Amazon and live streaming, we have some other news. You can now live stream products with your influencer program. Or influencer. Influencer. Influencer program. So if you're an Amazon um, influencer, if you have that account, I have one too, actually. Um, I don't really drive traffic to that much, but uh, I probably should. Um, I have one where if people buy stuff from... Your, uh, your store, you get a little bit of a kickback, which is really cool. So, they're, but they're giving live streamers a new way to earn commission on purchases through their, uh, through their streams. Uh, Amazon today, adding live streaming to its existing Amazon store program, which before today only allowed social media posts and uh, people to earn money through links and things like that. But now, you can actually do it through live streaming. This is really, really cool. The program itself is a step uh, step up from Amazon's associates program as that requires approval to join and gives influencers their own page with an Amazon URL to showcase their recommendations. Although Amazon already created, uh, although I'm sorry, when it's early in the morning like this and I've been up all night and I worked the whole shift, I notice that I can't fucking read straight. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. You have to just bear with me here. I need more pog. Um, so Amazon has already catered to video creators through the program uh, and its all new live option. And now this is focused on Amazon Live Service, which is kind of the modern day. What they're saying is a modern day version of QVC that live streams directly on Amazon's shopping site. This is what I'm talking about. This is where it's the evolution of. So think about that. On Amazon Live, the shows and uh, the hosts talk about and demonstrate products much like they would on Home Shopping Network, QVC or whatnot. Underneath the video is a carousel, which guides customers to the purchase or other links that they have featured. Commissions are paid to the product they sell. I'm going to put this out there. I'm going to put this out there. In fact, I'm going to really look into this. I want to do that. I want to do that. I want companies to send me stuff. I want to talk about it. I want to review it. I want to use it. I want to live stream it like QVC. I want to do that. I really do. That would be so fun. I would love to sell your product. I would love to sell it. Seriously. I don't even care what it is. If it's cool, it's cool. You know what I mean? Send it my way. I'll I'll live stream. I'll talk about it. Think about that. I would, dude, I always laugh at the QVC people. They stand there for like an hour and they're just like. How much can they talk about it? But you know what? It would be fun. And I would love to do it. <laughs> so cool. going to introduce QVC. QVC edition. House edition. Massive Twitter hack. You guys heard about this, I'm sure. Uh, Jack Dorsey said, quote, we all feel terrible this happened. And it was a, a rough day for Twitter, he says. A massive attack described as a coordinated social engineering attack by Twitter, targeted multiple high profile users, uh, a- including ex president Barack Obama, Tesla's Elon Musk, investor Warren Buffett, and Amazon's Jeff Bezos. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey responded to the attack this morning saying, We all feel terrible. It was a rough day, a tough day for Twitter. Um, Twitter is currently working on diagnosing and will share everything uh, that they have once it's fully complete and they understand exactly what has happened. Once the, once the hack happened, we'll talk about what the hack was. Twitter disabled all validated accounts from posting tweets, which is mostly what the hack was about, was uh, official validated accounts. Uh, they disabled them for about two hours after scammers were trying to dupe people into sending cryptocurrency Bitcoin to uh, hijacked other uh, hijacked accounts. Um, a tweet that appeared on Elon Musk's feed read, Happy Wednesday. I'm giving back Bitcoin to all of my followers. I'm doubling all payments sent in to the Bitcoin address below. And it said here, here, you send 0.1 Bitcoin, I send 0.2 Bitcoin back. The offer was valid for only 30 minutes. So they were trying to get a quick hit on any Bitcoin that would come in. Crazy. And Bitcoin, that's the problem with Bitcoin is you can't, once it's transferred, you can't do shit about it. You can't do shit about it. Um, Twitter said we detected that we believe we believe that this was a coordinated social engineering attack by people who successfully targeted some of our employees with access to internal systems and tools. One of the posts read, "So let's break that down. So what happened was this was a, I say I always say surgical strike. This was a surgically struck engineering hack." against people who are on the internal Twitter team who have access to this type of stuff. That's like the engineers. This is like engineering level shit. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there was possibly people... I can't. I don't want to say that, I guess, because I don't really know. But sometimes, man, this stuff is so like inside job type stuff. I, I don't know, man. Sometimes I feel like, oh, it was an inside job. You never know. That was very, very... Very, very crazy. And uh, it just was live for a very short time. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. if They didn't say how much, like, they made or anything. There's no way to track it. We don't even know. But, yeah, that's nuts. Imagine being duped for that. Like, stop it. Get some help.
2: Stop it. Get some help.
0: Mm. I need more Pog. Maybe as well name the episode. I need more Pog. I love Pog. It has nothing to do with the, with the show at all. It's funny. Okay, <clears throat> um, what else do we have here? Oh, um, Amazon. Another thing from Amazon: they unveil a shopping cart that knows what you put into it. I mean, this is nothing, kind of out of left field. Like when you're listening to this podcast, you're kind of like expecting, you're probably expecting something like this to pop up. Like, oh yeah, it's a. Uh, Yeah, we're going to hear about some crazy cart that knows what you put in it. Yeah, of course. Amazon unveiled on Tuesday. uses cameras, sensors and a scale inside of it to automatically detect what shoppers drop in it. It keeps a tally and then charges their Amazon account when they leave the store. No cashier is needed. The cart, called Amazon Dash Cart, will first show up at New Los Angeles Supermarket that Amazon is opening later this year. The store will also have cashiers, but Amazon said they wanted to give the shoppers a way to bypass the lines if they want. In the future, it could be used uh, at Amazon's Whole Foods grocery chain or in other stores, stores in other stores, depending. If Amazon decides to either sell or lease out the technology, but there are no plans for that to expand right now. Um, this actually, so I know there's probably a bunch of people saying fuck that actually gets rid of some jobs, right? It gets rid of some of the grocery the clerks and things like that. Um, and yeah, that's that's actually not good. I don't want anyone to lose a position in their job at all. Uh, hopefully they introduce these on a brand new store where they're not like firing people or letting them go in exchange for a cart. And I don't think that's the case. And I hope that's not the case. Better not be the case. So I can see that argument. I agree with you there. But I also, one of the things, <clears throat> sorry, I'm coagulating on POG. <laughs> Can I just say one thing I dislike the most? Ask, uh, ask Stephanie if you really want. The thing I despise the most is going to the grocery store. I hate going shopping. I hate going in there, trying to find all the stuff, look at my list. It's on a piece of paper. It's on my phone. I get a text message. Oh, don't forget this. I forgot to add this. I forgot to add that. We're spending an hour. There's no way you can go grocery shopping and and not spend an hour or an hour and a half in there. And it's such, I just hate it. It's such a waste of time. It bothers me. I hate it. I hate the lines. I hate all the people that are in there. Like the the aisles are so narrow as fuck and you can't get your cart and you want to go down this aisle. But then there's 15 carts in there and there's people bending over trying to grab something that you can't fucking get through. It's so annoying. And I'm sorry. I just hate grocery shopping. I hate it. The best thing to ever happen was the the click, what we call click list here. Uh, Fry's calls it click list, where you just order it online, go drive up to the parking spot, call the number, they bring it out, they put it in your car for you. They shut the trunk, see you, have a nice day, and I drive home. Then I have to unload it. I mean, I need a system. I need a system that actually picks the items, brings it here, and then puts it in my pantry, in my refrigerator, in my freezer. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But I no, I do hate shopping. I do not like going there. So this actually is exciting to me. This this makes a lot of sense. Think about it. You grab bags. You walk in. You just start putting things in your cart. It knows. It weighs it. It scans it. And then when you put it in bags, put the cart away. Out you go, and you get charged on your card, and you're done. I love that. And and I and here's the thing. Actually, did I did I do a uh, after party talking about this about the 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 history and the current status in the future of like ordering fast food and stuff like that. Did I talk about that? I don't know if I did or not. I really wanted to. Cause there's a, there's a moment where I hate going to the drive-thru too. And they're like, "I right, may take your order. You know, they're like, they don't want to be there. They
2: fucking hate talking to you. They don't talk to you. And, and I get that. Cause then I'm over there like, Oh uh, yeah, I'd like to get a uh, Fucking. Um, I'll take one of those. uh uh, there's a fucking uh cheeseburgers. Uh I'd uh, like to get one of those uh um uh like a uh, large French fry uh and then uh uh I think that's it, uh, I think that's it. And they're like, Do you want a drink? And like, oh yeah, I need um I need uh one of those uh none of the fucking uh one of those large uh large marges, um, one of those uh uh Dr. Pepper.
0: And they're like, all right, is that it? And then you're like, uh yeah, uh, uh, can you
2: minus us a pickle on that on the burger?
0: And they're like, Yep. And then so they're annoyed, and, and you're sitting there like, okay, I got my food. And then you drive up there, and then you get your food, and and, and it's it's probably wrong, or like there's a pickle on it or something. And you know, see, and here's the thing. They don't want to talk to you, you don't want to talk to them. I get that, you know? And I said this in the past. I have a lot of
2: respect for people who are in fast food because you deal with you deal with this guy. All right, yeah, I'll take a fucking uh, <coughs> Uh, take a cheeseburger from uh, and then fifteen uh, uh large ketchup packets uh, for my wife. You know, you deal with him, and
0: God, can you imagine doing that all day long? I have a lot of respect for people who work in fast food. So, but my point of this is this: I love the on-app in-app ordering. If we go anywhere, even you know what's really crazy? Come on, folks! I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna admit this, and I cannot be the only one. I will drive, like if I'm driving home or something and I want to order something, I will go. I'm like, oh, there's a Wendy's pretty close. Like I'm maybe a mile away from it. When I stop at that light, like before Wendy's or whatever, if I'm stuck in traffic or stop at the light, whenever I can text, I'll grab my phone. I'll log into the app and I'll put my order in real quick at the light, boom, hit submit, boom, order placed, come through the drive-thru, it's already in. I, I drive in. I don't even have to. I don't have to talk to them, and they like this too. Ask anyone who works in fast food; they like this too, because again, they don't want to talk to you. They don't want any miscommunication where they're distracted or they got something to do, or they're dealing with ah, yeah, I'll take a fucking burger. You know, you're, you're dealing with him who you can't understand what in the hell he's trying to say, and we have a miscommunication, right? So, but I do that at the light. Boom, submit it. Drive there, and I drive in, and they're like, "Hey, welcome to Wendy's," and I'm like, "Yeah." Mobile order for Jason. And they're like, pull forward. That's all they say. I say, mobile order for Jason. Mobile order for Jason. Four words. And they're like, pull forward. Pull forward. Two words. That's it. We are in and out. We are in and out of there. And five, six words max. And we're done. And it's, thank you. That's it. And my food's ready. It's great. I love it. So the the app, in-app ordering is brilliant. So I love anything that's going to automate those processes so when i heard about this card i first kind of laughed and i felt like oh hopefully it's not taking anyone's jobs and that's true i hope it's not taking anyone's job that's fucked up if it is but i do like the convenience that was my rant and my moment with uh with that <laughs> you can now use your gopro hero 8 as a webcam this is interesting. And I haven't really talked about GoPro that much. And people probably haven't talked about GoPro for a while because um, GoPro was really, really popular, you know, about uh, eight years ago, eight, nine years ago when they first came out, uh, the action cam boom, right? Um, but things have since changed a little bit and there's other competition in the market. There's lots of action cams now and a lot of really good ones and actually cheaper ones, too. Um, I personally like GoPro. I have GoPro. In fact, we film all of our thrifting episodes. Uh, once I decided to do that, uh, I felt a GoPro was the best option for filming that. Small, lightweight, portable, um, inconspicuous. Also, I could plug in on the GoPro Hero 3 Plus, which is what I have. You can plug in an external microphone in the side of it. And I have a little contraption and a, a L- um, adapter for it and a specific microphone, an omnidirectional microphone. I have a whole system. I have a whole system. The thrifting episodes are good and they sound good. It's very deliberate. I've worked really hard and tested many different ways to try to get perfect audio. Audio when I'm holding the camera here, I need audio to come from the back. can't have a directional mic. Maybe we're on the side. maybe Steph's up front, maybe she's further down there. We have bet we have music playing in in the episodes. We have like you know crazy sounds going off here and there. I needed to be compressed a little bit. Like there's a whole, there's a whole science to the thrifting episodes. And maybe I can talk about that someday. But anyway, I'm talking about GoPro because I think they're great cameras. They're a little expensive for what they are, but they, they've served me very well. In fact, I really, really like the GoPro cameras. In fact, I just bought, when I set up all my DJ stuff and I started DJing again a couple months ago. I bought a refurbished from GoPro directly, a Hero, what is it? A five plus black, I think. And uh, which is nice because it allows me to have HD uh, HDMI out, right? Which is what I need to capture. But also that camera specifically gives me the ability to adjust um, ISO. So I can actually adjust how much light goes in and out um, of that sensor, which is perfect because I need to adjust that for low light. And it actually handles it really well. Go watch my live streams when I'm DJing. That's a GoPro 5. And honestly, it looks great. Has the wide angle, which is what I want. I want the frame rate. I want the wide angle. And I want that ISO setting. And I want that direct, clean um, uh, HDMI signal out. And it gives me all that. Yeah, they're a little spendy, but whatever. Um, wow. Rant about GoPro. That was, it was actually... It, I say all this because they now finally... And I've been using for webcam. I use them... I, they're like, oh, you can now use the GoPro eight. Fuck. I've been using the GoPro as a webcam for a long time. In fact, my SIM rig, even you guys watch me play truck in or the SIM rig. I have a GoPro attached to my steering wheel. I taped it down. It's t- attached there. That's what you're seeing. When you look at the picture of me, a nice wide angle GoPro shot. So I have a GoPro there. I have a GoPro and the DJ stuff. They're very, very good. They work nice. But now people are starting to use them as, as a webcam. So people are like, Oh, you know, GoPro's like, well, we better make software for this. Shit, people want to use them for that. They're all inside now. No one's going out. Okay, it makes sense. That and GoPro's stock has plummeted. It is plummeted. It is so low. It is so low. It's almost like they need to, they really need to do something to stoke the fire and bring them back. Um, you can now use your hero eight black as a webcam with no third party accessories. It's just software that you install. The software is available only for Mac OS right now. However, the company promises that Windows version is on its way. So they're working on it. You have to install... Here's, here's the most annoying thing, though. You have to install the GoPro beta software on the camera. You have to do that through the, through the app. Um, and then you have to install the desktop utility software. Okay, that makes sense. A driver. And then you connect it up and rock on. You're ready to go. However, the software defaults the video output quality to 1080p 30, which isn't bad but it says there's an option for 720p at 30. If you have bandwidth limitations, wait. 1080p 30 or 720p 30 frames, this is garbage. That's garbage. Okay, it's fine for most people. It's fine for most video conferencing or whatever you're doing. But if you're going to use an expensive GoPro as a webcam, I'm sorry, but you're doing that because you want 60 frames, you want the massive, wide-angle FOV. And if you're going to use the new GoPro, the Hero 8, you're going to want all of that awesome adjustment for color, ISO, uh, whatever else have you in there. You know, you can adjust all the specs on there. You're going to want all that. You're going to want that. If it devolves to 30, fuck that. That's garbage. I would not put up with that. I really wouldn't. So anyway, that's why I ranted on that, because I'm using old GoPros, which, you know what, you might as well just go, well, no, you might as well not, because it'd be more expensive. So you could go buy an older GoPro, you could go buy a Hero 5 Plus Black Refurb, but then you have to buy the HDMI cable that's specific to it. You're going to have to buy a capture card, which will take a HDMI, and then, yeah, that actually would probably be more expensive. you probably spend 500 bucks doing that. So never mind, that doesn't actually work. Just use the software if that's what you want. Hopefully you like 30 frames a second. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Hey, we're going to jump over the phones. Hey, that was the show. We're going to jump over the phones, though. How about that? 503-908-5490 is the phone number. If you have something you want to talk about, you can hit me up and uh, we can uh, can discuss it. I'd love to hear from you. And I appreciate everyone who uh, called in. I think we have a couple of voicemails. We're going to go in here and double check.
1: Hello.
2: Hello. You've got voicemail.
1: Jason, what's going on, Mister uh, Voicemail Maniac here?
2: Mister Cameron, um, hi Cam.
1: First off, uh, happy uh, birthday! Have you had a, had a great birthday? I know you just turned twenty-six. Twenty-one. A great, uh, a great young age, you know. <laughs> nice
0: ripe so old age. Much-
1: Time ahead of you, so congratulations <laughs> on that. Thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> also, uh, just to speak on the cereal, mm. um, you know my favorite cereal—they don't make it anymore. Actually, I have two of them. I'm pretty sure they—they they don't make Waffle Crisp anymore. But that is one of the two Waffle Crisp.
0: <laughs> waffle Crisp was one amazing. Of underrated
1: cereals—I just don't see anymore. Oh my god, it tastes also, like syrup. Um rice crispy Treat cereal. Do you remember that?
0: Oh yeah, that there were they were like shards, my though. Favorite,
1: although. You'd always get like a big hunk of, of <laughs> the best part, like the actual treat marshmallowy part, and then the rest would just be kind of like I don't know, essentially it's like Rice Krispies. Yeah, but it was hard but as fuck. Rice fun. Krispie treat cereal is great.
0: Yeah, that was nice too.
1: What are your favorite cereals that they don't make anymore? Do you have any any ones that they uh, just don't, no longer produce? Oh my
0: god, you said Waffle um, Crisp though. That was it.
1: And also, I'm just I'm honestly I'm just so offended. That, you know, the Game Gear is just <laughs> it's the best handheld ever. I just cannot believe anybody. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I understand. I totally get it. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of my likes and dislikes are probably products of nostalgia, as much as anything. Nostalgia goggles. You know? Yeah, um, I get but it. But that's a big reason why I'm into gaming in general. So, um, and Game Gear. It's so cheap to collect for now. Um, I'm going for a complete Game Gear collection, loose, of course.
2: Oh shit! I didn't know that. That's but, cool. Uh, Hell yeah! I have
1: like 60 games to go. The library isn't huge, but. You know, 60 probably the most affordable handheld, I mean, within reason, you know. Anyway, hope you had a great, uh, like I said, birthday. Um, hope you and Steph are doing, doing well. And we'll talk again very soon.
0: Cameron, I appreciate the call. You had me just going, I'm looking it up. You have 60 games to go. How many ga- How many games were available? There are 366 games available for Sega's Game Gear handheld. 366 so bro you have 300 games for game gear holy shit balls dude take a picture of that and put it in our discord Heinehouse.com if you want to get in discord go there Heinehouse.com top left of your page there's a link join get in have fun with us bro that's amazing I didn't know you were going for a complete collection of game gear and I didn't know you had 300 fucking games that's amazing um dude. Waffle crisp was amazing, amazing. That was honestly one of the best cereals ever. I remember opening, I remember just opening the box and just sniffing, just smelling the box because it smelled like fresh waffles and syrup. And I remember eating it. It tasted so good. So good. It was like eating little syrupy sort of cinnamon, cinnamon bites. Like, yeah, dude, it was so good. You blew my mind with that. I forgot all about that. Oh, I wish it was still... Why is that not around? Um, a, a discontinued cereal that I really miss. Well, that's one of them. Another one is Cinnamon Mini Buns. I think Kellogg's did them in the 90s. Uh, I think it was mid-90s. But they were little, tiny, like, cinnamon buns... But small, they even look like a cinnamon bun. Like they had this, like the swirl kind of on the top. You, go look them up if you go online and type it in "cinnamon mini buns." You'll see what I'm talking about. And they, those also, oh my god, they were so so good. They really tasted just like a cinnamon roll. And um, I, I don't know why that doesn't exist. We have so many shitty ass cereals out there. Why doesn't that exist right now? They are so good, Cameron. I appreciate the call, man. Good chat with you. <laughs> Yeah, and I was just I'm just I was just fucking with you about the uh you know talking shit about the game gear and stuff. Dude, nostalgic goggles, nostalgia goggles, that is where it's at. I mean, that's the reason why any of us do anything with this, is because am nostalgic for it. And I'm I'm happy that you love that. You're the man. I appreciate that. All right, we have another we have one more voicemail before we wrap it up. Let's see what we have here. Uh the Google, uh, go- when you send a voicemail over, Google tries to translate it. And so that I can get kind of a visual of it before I get in. So I can see kind of like who called at the beginning, but, uh, it does a pretty piss poor job of it because a lot of it is all totally garbled. But this one looks like it's from, um, uh, Cliff. It says, here, it says the first start of it says, hi, Jason, Cliff here. So might be Cliff. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Let's check this out.
1: Hey, Jason, Cliff here. See, just listening to your uh, cereal talk, and I've got to say, Cinnamon Toast Crunch is way up there for me. Yes. But there is a type of cereal that I feel like no one ever knows about. Mm. It's got the worst name in the world. sounds like it's going to be disgusting, but it is probably my number one cereal. We were actually on vacation a couple of weeks ago, and my wife surprised me by buying me Cracklin Oat brand on vacation because I, I, I try to eat really healthy, and so I never have cereal in my my day-to-day life crackling oat brand <laughs> growing up we used to call it dog food cereal because that's kind of what it looks like but it tastes like heaven give it a try
0: dog food cereal crackling oat Bran. okay i'm sorry i gotta look this one up now too crackling oat Bran. hi cliff it's good to hear from you thanks for calling hold on let's look this up crackling oat Bran. I feel like I've heard oh it's it's crackling. cracklin C R A C K L I N apostrophe cracklin that's like some hillbilly shit dude it's still on Kellogg's web uh, it's, it's still on Kellogg's website cracklin oat bran there it is see it wow they look like what they look like little pretzels are they just basically what does it say here on their site? How does a cereal get to taste so good? By combining ingredients like golden oats, sugar, flakes of coconut. Oh, interesting. A dusting of ground cinnamon, a splash of vanilla flavoring, and a sprinkle of nutmeg. It actually sounds, that sounds pretty good. Cracklin oat brand. Yeah, I feel like I've heard of this before or maybe seen it in the stores, but like that, that is kind of a messed up name. What's up with Cracklin?
2: Uh, yeah, I'll take a take of some of that crackling oat bran.
0: <laughs> now that's a good cereal. Yeah, and you know what? And kudos to you for trying to eat healthy. Speaking of speaking of healthy and kudos, have you ever had those kudos bars back in the day? They're not healthy, by the way. But we used to get those in junior high. They were like little chocolate, like almost granola bar type things. Man, those were good. They had little chocolate pieces in them. Yeah, do you guys remember that? Kudos. Those are kudos, but do they still make those? Oh, I'm looking this up now. I'm sorry. I usually try to keep my devices away and, you know, just focus on the show, but kudos bar. Should we look this up? Yeah. Kudos. Do you remember this? Hold on. Let me me show you. Let me show you guys. The kudos bar. Kudos. Remember that? You can't see that because it's out of focus, but there's, wow. White Dove, Eminem and Snickers. Dude, they were so fucking good. Here's a little story about kudos. In junior high, so I was kind of a hustler in junior high, right? I used to, after I ate lunch, I uh, I would stick around and help the janitor there in the lunchroom clean the tables and move the tables because the lunchroom doubled as like this big, I don't know, it was like a big area that they would have presentations or things in as well. So it doubled. So they would have to move out the round tables and, you know, they had wheels and stuff and they would be placed out. But then after lunch, they'd be put away. So what I would do is one day I saw the janitor by himself in there. Like there's like a little lever on the side of the tables. You put your foot down on the table, you pull the lever and then you push down on it. And the table does this. It folds in half and goes flat and the wheels go down. And then you can wheel the whole table around. Right. It's really a, a neat concept. Got to be careful. You'll fucking take a finger off if you're not careful if it get stuck in there. But you can, you push it down and then you wheel them around. I went over there one day and I just was like, Hey, do you want some help? Cause I didn't really like, I didn't go out. I didn't want to go outside. I think it was raining or something. Everyone was like going outside. I'm like, fuck that. I don't want to get wet. So I was like, Hey, do you, do you need some help? And he's like, yeah, sure. So I, and I was like, how do you do it? And he taught me how to, this seems so crazy when you look back on it, but I was, you know, in junior high, I was a kid. And so he taught me how to, how to do the table. He taught me, put your hand here, pull that lever. There's a little lever under there. Then you put your foot down here by this wheel, push down on the end of the table, boom. And it goes up and then it slides together and clicks together. It was really cool. And then once I did it, I was like, wow, that's really cool. He's like, yeah. And then just wheel it in a corner and stack them up over there. Okay. So I went around and did about half the room. He did the other half and we got it done really quick and it was really cool. And I was like, wow, that's neat. You know, I was like, thanks. He's like, Hey, hold on. Come on, come on in here. Come on in here. And so he, he, uh, he asked me to come back to his office. So, which was in, which was in the back of the kitchen, right. In the back of the the lunchroom there. So I went back there and it was really cool. I'd never been in the kitchen before. Like in junior high, I had no reason to be in the kitchen at all, but it was cool. You know, I walked in there and, and I looked down and I saw the big line, you know, with all, we used to have like almost like a, not a buffet, but you know, they have like, you would wait in line and you'd get in and they'd give you your food and you'd move down the line. It was, it wasn't a buffet, but it was, it was a lot different back then. I'm talking like it's 19, 1905, but anyway, so I saw the big line and I, and you know, they were in there cleaning and stuff. It was really cool. And I saw the huge refrigerators and, and the, they had a big prep area in the back with a big, big metal table, you know, and they were like, you know, there's knives and cooking utensils and, and, a, and, a, and there was somebody there with a big industrial cleaner, like cleaning the, um, the trays, you know, this big, huge uh, sink with this Like gooseneck, you know, um, hose pretty much. And like spraying down and water's going everywhere. And I'm just like, Whoa, this is crazy. Like, these are all, these are things that I remember in my head from that time. I'm just like talking about it. I've never talked about it before. So I apologize. It's coming out really weird, but so I go in there. So I follow him to the back, and he goes back, and he has this little tiny little office. He has a little computer, a little desk, a drawer, and um, you know, just a little place to hang up his his jacket and stuff. And but he's got a little office back there, and he sits down at his desk, and he turns over, and he pulls he pulls out the this is like a um, metal cabinet, you know, the metal like drawers, like uh, filing cabinets, like a you know they were like gray, like army gray, you know what I mean? It was like really tall, and at the very bottom one, he reached down. And he pulls it out, pulls it all the way out. And inside of this drawer, it's not documents. It's not, doesn't have any documents. It is completely full of king-size candy bars, Snickers, Hunter Grand, Crunch Bar, uh, Milky Way, Kit Kats. And then he also had like five boxes of Kudos. And I remember, like, whoa! And he goes, "All right, what do you want?" And I was like, "Oh, uh, I didn't know what to." Say. I was like, "Well, what? I'll take whatever you know, whatever, whatever you're willing to give." I was really happy. He was giving me some candy for helping him do this, and he goes, "He goes here," and he gave me a king size Snicker bar, right? A big size fucking. It was they're huge, you know. Maybe it was just because I was a little kid, but it was huge. And I remember going back outside. I remember well. Well, first, first he said, he goes, listen, if you, if you stay and help me every day, you stay and help me, I'll pay you with a candy bar. If that's, if, uh, if you want to help me do that after your lunch. And I'm like, amazing. Yes. Hell yeah. So, so I would do this every day and I would get a fucking king size candy bar and I would go out after I would go to lunch. All my friends were like, where'd you get that? You know, because like a dude, a candy bar, junior high, a big one like that. Bro, that would have been traded four or five times at the lunch table if anyone had seen that. We'd, ha- we'd be making dealings. We'd be at the game. We'd be at the fucking craps table like, hey, bro, listen. I'll give you my entire peanut butter and jelly sandwich, Capri Sun and Cheetos for that king size. And I'd be like, hmm, going to have to sweeten the deal a little bit more than that. They're like, okay, I'll give you all my cookies too. All right, now you got a deal. It would have been gone. It would have been gone by that point. So, so yeah, I, I just, I find that to be really, really cool. What a, what a cool memory, but getting back to why I'm even talking about this, you're like, wait, what the fuck are you talking about? Kudos. He had all those kudos in there. So when I would do, I would do my, uh, uh, my chores for him, we'd go back there and he'd give me like two or three kudo bars. Cause they were kind of small. So he would just open up a pack, rip open a pack, reach in there, grab like two or three and just be like, there you go you know, cause I'd be like, let me try the kudos. And he's like, okay, cool. You know, they're like, they're like small, they're little, little things. So, and I would eat those, man. They were fucking good. They were really good. They were soft, chocolatey, chewy. I really liked them. I bet you they were, there's nothing about them that was healthy or good for you. Um, you know, it's like eating Quaker oat oatmeal or whatever. Like it's all full of sugar and it's not good for you. You got to eat the real stuff. If you eat oatmeal that tastes like cardboard, you're eating the right oatmeal. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the show. I want to thank you all so much. <clears throat> thank you so much for being here. Shout out to all of the patrons that you see right here on your screen. Brandon, George, Aaron, Luke, and Justin up in the game loft. The verbal shout out for you. And I appreciate everyone on there in the main floor, the ground floor. You guys are amazing. Heinehouse.com. If you enjoy this episode or any of the episodes, you get yourself a little laugh, a little giggle. Maybe I helped you through your work day, helped you through your commute, and you found some value in that. I would encourage you then please take a look at my Patreon and consider supporting as little as five bucks a month. Five bucks a month is where it gets you into the main floor where you get to take advantage of the additional content. If you want to step up to the game loft tier, that's 20 bucks a month. And that gives you all of the content on ground floor, main floor, all the additional content plus, which I've had people yell at me in the passing, uh, you're undervaluing your music. You're just giving it away. Don't do that. And I'm like, well, I kind of want to get it out there to people. But I give you my entire music discography, everything I've ever done. Basically dating back to 1998 and an entirely massive big zip file. I think it's like nine gigs or eight gigs or something. It's fucking huge. All high quality, all album artwork, front and back. I took pictures with everything and touched them up, made them look nice. So anyway, if you find value in that, heinyhouse.com is where you go to look at all that. Okay. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for the questions. Please get at me, call me, send me uh, an email, a uh, voicemail. Just let's talk. I I really like the cereal talk and the food talk that really sparked a bunch of cool stuff for me there going back in time to junior high. Um, yeah. Do you guys have any really cool memories about food? I feel like food is always a great topic and we, we do talk about food a lot and uh, yeah. Yeah, man. If you see me on QVC selling fucking crock pots pretty soon up there, Cooking shit, just know that's your man right there. That's your boy. I'm on it. I'm on it. Crockpot, get at me. Let's do this. All right, y'all. It's been real. Thanks for listening. Heinehouse.com, social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. Make sure to give the podcast a review, too, if you like it. If you haven't yet, please do. That really helps me and gets me higher up in the trending. Um, and I would really appreciate that too. Anything you can do to help out, need to get my numbers up. Because, uh, you know, I'm trying to, trying to expand, trying to grow, trying to, to uh, share this love and passion and a joy of gaming and tech and music and food. <laughs> love you guys. Have a great night. Thanks for listening.